up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and it is Sunday. So we are on December 27th. We have a few days left in the year, and it's Sunday. We have a new week ahead of us, and it's interesting because we have most of this week is 2020, and then the end of this week will be 2021. So I was doing a little bit of work on Instagram today, and I looked, and I saw a Gary Vee video pop up, and he was talking about how you shouldn't wait to start your goals just for the new year. And that's something that I have been kind of thinking about a little bit is why do we wait till the new year to start our new goals? Why do we wait whenever November, December hits? Why do we kind of put it off until the new year? And I think most of it's because we don't actually want to do them. They're things that we want to do because we want we think that they would be better for ourselves, but we oftentimes don't really actually want to put in the work or, or actually go through the beginning stages of starting something new and so that's a lot of the the kind of the hold up I think for a lot of us but I am looking forward to starting as many new projects and things as I plan on doing this upcoming year and I do need to sit down for a little bit and think about what I want those to be I have been talking about that a little bit but I really haven't sat down yet because it's just been kind of running around a lot for the holidays and being able to see my girlfriend and her family and being able to do some of the fun things that I do for the holidays, I really haven't been able to sit back and think about some of the things that I want to do in the upcoming few days and then the year ahead of us. So that's what I will be doing at some point this week. Hopefully tomorrow morning, maybe I'll be able to get a free moment just sit and think about that. And then there are some releases coming out this week that I will be focusing on as well as well as some other things that just need to be done. I need to find a CPA. I need to get some of that stuff in order. I need to personally find a a financial advisor just to be able to invest my money a little bit more wisely than me just kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks uh, with the stock market or with anything like that or with just different sorts of retirement things. So I am going to be pushing for that a little bit more in the upcoming month and hopefully getting a lot of that knocked out so that the rest of the year is fully and solely focused on growing my business, not just trying to get little things taken care of that are meaningless. Well, maybe not meaningless, but don't really contribute to the greater goal of my business, which is growing it and making more money. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. And I was looking today, a tweet popped up and I didn't really look at it too closely, but I did see somebody tweet out today. They said, I started my reselling business with $1,000 and now I'm $10,000 in debt. And that to me kind of shook me a little bit. I can't really wrap my mind around that and I'll get into that in a little bit but if you're starting a reselling business or maybe one of your goals in 2021 is to start reselling maybe you've been listening for a while maybe you're a bystander and you've heard of reselling but you haven't actually partaken in it and you're wondering what do I do what what do I do to get started well the first thing I would do is definitely listen to these episodes these a lot of the stuff I put in here is stuff that I didn't know when I started and things that I wish I had known and so part of the reason why I document a lot is because there's just so many unknowns or so many little things that people don't know and people don't see happen and then once they happen they kind of get put to the side or forgotten about by the person that it happens to and there's no documented information as to why or how to get through something bizarre or a new experience with reselling that maybe you didn't know you could fall into. For instance, me having a PlayStation 5, uh, having all the funds tied up for that for a significant amount of time because somebody thought it would be a interesting experiment to pretend like they didn't get it. And so 
just different things and how to handle those situations. That's why this is here. And if you are thinking about starting reselling, I would definitely go and start and listen to some of my podcasts, at least from, I mean, probably the beginning episodes up until now, you would learn a significant amount because it's everything that I've learned live as I'm learning it. So it's not just things that I've learned that I, I kind of remember back on, but a lot of the stuff is real life scenarios that happen to me in the moment because I make the podcast every day. So that would be a huge tip, but just looking at what that tweet kind of made me think about, it made me think about why. How do you lose nine thousand? How do you no not nine thousand dollars? How do you lose eleven thousand dollars? How do you go eleven thousand dollars in debt via reselling? It, it blows my mind that that's actually a tweet, and I kind of believe the person wasn't serious. But let's just pretend that they were for a second. If they're serious, if they actually did go that far in debt, how did that happen, and why? And that's kind of the thing I want to dig into today because I think a lot of people think that in order to become a very large scale reseller, you have to have some sort of significant amount of capital. And that's something that I've been debunking since I started this podcast. That's a myth that's not at all true. Because if you look at how I started reselling, I was just a poor kid in college. I didn't have any money. And it's not like I was getting, I mean, a lot of my stuff was helped along by my parents, right? They paid for my gas. They paid for a lot of stuff because I didn't have a job and I really only focused on my grades. That's just kind of how things worked. But I wasn't well off by any means. And it's not like I was kind of living frivolously or had a lot of like nice commodities or amenities to keep things going. Like I was kind of living as, as meagerly as I could for a lot of it to try and save money so that whenever I got out of college, I didn't have too much debt and stuff like that. So that was kind of my focus. And I didn't really start with any money. I mean, I may have had a hundred bucks in my bank account and I only spent 20 bucks to get started. So if you're out there and you think for whatever reason you need to have money and you have an extra thousand dollars lying around, you are farther ahead than I was financially because I didn't have that. I just didn't. And I had money, but it was all everything that I'd worked for, every every amount of money that I had ever made in a job or in any sort of like money I'd been given was purely put into my college. So that's that's literally what I did. I mean, I never actually made money. It was just straight to my payment off of my college debt. And that's literally what I did every single time I got a paycheck. So that's where it went. And I never made money. So I didn't really have anything to, that I could throw into a reselling business. So if you have $1,000, if you're like that guy and you have an extra grand lying around, and you're going, I want to try and build something for myself financially. From a financial standpoint, you're farther ahead than I was by a long shot because I didn't have really much room for error. It was I had to execute and I had to make as few mistakes as possible starting out and or or I had to make as many very, very inexpensive mistakes as possible. Those are my two kind of my two ultimatums and I went with the the latter. I ended up making a bunch of very, very minuscule, small, inexpensive mistakes when you look at the grand scheme of things. I probably made an $8 mistake here and then I'd make a few bucks and I'd make another $5 mistake here or I'd invest about, I don't know, four or five bucks into a bunch of 20 cent coffee mugs and so you have a lot of room for error there that you can learn a lot and see why does this one sell better what can I say about this mug to get it under the eyes of more people just a lot of little things that I learned through that but if you have a thousand dollars by all means you are much farther ahead than when I started so you do have a lot going for you from the financial standpoint now what I'm thinking happened is somebody started this business and it like I said I don't know if this tweets real but let's just pretend it is if they started and they actually lost $11,000. It's very, very easy to lose that much money when you're spending money 
on a credit card and you're spending it very unwisely or very foolishly, I guess I should say. And the ways you would do that is when you get involved in the sneaker community, a lot of people spend a lot of money each month and their monthly payments stack up. And it's very common to do this now because think about all the monthly things that we have. We have Spotify, we have Netflix, we have, um, I mean, obviously you have Hulu and all the other sorts of streaming services out there, YouTube TV, and then there's a bunch of other things that are just monthly now. And it's weird because I remember when things weren't monthly, it was one standard fee or you paid per year and you didn't really have a monthly payment. And a monthly payment is smart because it allows the, the different payment, the, the overall payment, to be broken down into smaller bite-sized chunks or it allows the person to actually budget for themselves. A lot of people don't budget things out, so spending 300 bucks a year on something doesn't really make much sense to them. They go, well, I don't have 300 bucks right now, I'm not gonna do that. But really, you know, spending 300 bucks a year is a lot easier when you break it down to, um, I don't know, what is that, like 20, 25 bucks a month, something like that. It's, it's a lot easier to break that down. And so when you say it's only 25 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month for something, People can swallow that a lot more and they go, oh, okay, well, I'll just pay this monthly. And so you see that happening. What happens with sneakers is you have a lot of paid groups. You have a lot of uh, paid services, automated services like bots and stuff, which have a monthly fee. And so in order to uh, charge people, they do it monthly. And it's very easy to get lost in the sauce with a lot of these fees because maybe you're you're paying this much for proxies. So maybe you're paying uh, 50 bucks a month for proxies. At, at the minimum for good ISP proxies, you're probably paying about 50 bucks a month. You're paying probably anywhere from a 30 to $50 a month fee for whatever bot you have, unless you bought a lifetime copy. And then you're probably paying uh, 50 bucks a month for a group. If you're in couple groups, let's call it 100 bucks a month. And then any other services you may have, let's just wrap that into 50 bucks a month. So let's say you're paying 100 bucks a month for groups, 50 per bot, and then 50 for proxies and 50 for miscellaneous things that you end up buying uh, throughout the month or other services that you have. That's 250 bucks per month. So think about that. Think about that in the context of a year. You end up spending 250 bucks per month in a year, you're gonna end up racking up $3,000 worth of payments that you have to make. And if you're not making money each month and you're just hoping that it all glosses over, you're gonna be really out of luck when you find out that you have $3,000 that you've been charging on your credit card and you never ended up making any money because you didn't know what you were doing to start. So that's a very easy way to get yourself in debt. And that's a very simple way of thinking about, well, you know, and, and that sounds like a lot of money to a lot of us, right? But being in the sneaker, community and seeing how easy it is to fall into these sorts of payments. And I've done it before. I mean, I'm doing it right now. I see so many different things that I'm paying for. And I'm like, these things need to go, but I kind of like having the, I like having this. I like, it's a very easy thing. It makes life easier for me. So do I get rid of it? Do I take that money and put it somewhere else? What do I need to do? And that's one of the things I'll be focusing on at the beginning of the year is evaluating all the things that I pay for monthly, my eBay fee, my uh, fee for a bunch of different tools that I use, um, fees for groups, fees for all this different stuff. I'm wondering if that can be spent better off somewhere else. And obviously the, this guy never did that because he's probably racking up a ton in fees per month and he's just kind of letting it go. And now he's $10,000 in debt. Well, why would that be? Okay, well, maybe he bought some of the better bots as well. And so when he, when you go and you spend all this money and you're hoping that things are going to pan out, the, the real thing that's probably going to happen is you're going to get very frustrated and you're going to go into a very high amount of debt. $10,000 in debt is nothing to shy away from. It's not nearly as much as 40 or 50 or 100 or $200,000 of debt, which many colleges will con you into getting. And I 
have my own sorts of thoughts on why people should or shouldn't go to college and how they should do that, but that's not for this episode. That's for a different thing. But that's a small amount considering what the sorts of debt you would go into for going to college or buying a house or something like that. But $10,000 is 10000 bucks. That's a lot of money, and that's nothing you should shy away from. So if you find yourself reselling and you think that you need to go into debt to resell, that is probably not the way that you need to do your business. And I'm not talking to the people that have been doing this a while and really know their stuff. I'm talking to somebody that's starting out. If you're finding yourself going to a lot of debt to start, and obviously to buy something, if you're going to if you're going to say, hey, you know, I have a thousand bucks, my business is is down fifty bucks right now because I spent money on new products. Well, that's one thing. But if you're constantly going below or above what your budget is to spend, and now you're finding yourself in debt, you need to reevaluate your business. And that's not a smart way to start a business in, in regards to reselling if you really haven't ever run a business before. And so what I would suggest you do is I would suggest to everybody that they try and live off of a thrift store with regards to reselling for a couple months. That's probably your best bet of, of trying to learn how things work with eBay. Because what you'll find is you'll find that you have a better palette for things at the thrift store and you'll be able to say, okay, well now I have such a small landscape of items that I can go through compared to everything that's out there. So you're kind of limiting yourself to your local thrifts and you're basically taking items that are almost worthless in regards to what the people who had them before them thought of them. I mean, they obviously didn't think they were worth anything. They just donated them to a thrift store. So you're taking those items, you're listing them up on eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, wherever you want to list them, and you're selling those to make a small profit. And what you're doing in the meantime is learning how these platforms operate, how they end up working for the seller, how they work for the buyer. You're going to be troubleshooting a lot of things like what happens if your package gets lost? What happens if this gets stolen? What happens if you have a buyer who pays you and then pretends like they never got the item? What happens? All these different scenarios end up playing out and you're only doing it with items that cost you a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. You're not doing it with a $500 PlayStation 5, which I saw so many people reselling this holiday season and they had never sold anything before. And it was very, very evident when you look at the prices that they're putting things up for, when you look at the the pictures they're using, when you look at the titles that they're using for a lot of their items, it was, it was bad. And if you're doing that with expensive items, you're bound to get scammed. You're bound to sell for a lot less profit. You're bound to lose money because Either way, either way, you're going to lose money when you first start a business. Because think about it. When you first start, you really don't know exactly what you're doing. You're going to have a lot of things that you learn through starting that business. And when you end up learning through the mistakes that you make, you want to make those mistakes as cheaply as possible because that will be more capital for you to spend after you make the mistake that you can reinvest into your business, having a better mindset and having a lot more knowledge than you did before you made the mistake. So you want to be able to make as many mistakes as possible for as cheaply as possible. That way, whenever you have more information at your disposal, you can reinvest a lot more money and make a lot more money quicker than if you didn't have any money and you had to figure out what you were going to do to make a lot more money back to reinvest. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a lot more ahead of the game if you make cheap mistakes versus making expensive mistakes. So that's what I would suggest. I wouldn't suggest going into debt for reselling. I wouldn't suggest really ever going into debt if you don't have to, unless you're doing something that you really know, like real estate. A lot of real estate investors are in heavy amounts of debt and they are cash flowing their businesses. They are doing things in a way that makes sense to them and 
they really know what they're doing with it where a lot of people don't and a lot of people shouldn't mess with that if they don't have to and I think that that's the majority of Americans so my suggestion isn't just to never go in debt in if, if for anybody but if you're just somebody who's trying to casually start reselling do not take yourself into any amount of debt for this business it's not something that requires debt it's not something that requires it never really requires debt if you can start just a small amount of cash coming in you can use that cash to grow your business and 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 move up from there now if you have no money and I've talked about this before the only thing I would ever suggest debt wise if you have no money and you don't really know what you're going to do and you want to be able to buy things if you have a nice outlet like an outlet mall or a bunch of good retail stores around you like Ross and Marshalls uh, TJ Maxx something like that and you have a credit card I would suggest learning what the return policy is and learning what the dates are getting the calendar app on your phone or figuring out some alert system to alert yourself and then you can go to that store make a couple small purchases like 50 to 100 dollars purchases on your credit card and return the items before you actually have to pay them off that is the only way you'll make money out of kind of a credit line if you're just starting out and you don't really know what you're doing because shoes are really easy to flip they're very easy to make money off of you list them up pretty competitively on eBay especially if they're a very highly desirable model and if you end up putting that on your credit card and they're a $50 shoe you sell them for 120 bucks no fees on eBay good to go you made 70 bucks it takes $10 to ship them so you made actually $60 pay off the credit card with the $60 or with the $50 it originally costed you have 60 more dollars than what you started with and now you can use that $60 to get your business going outside of that though I would never recommend anybody going into debt for reselling there's way too many ways to make money especially like $10,000 worth of debt if you if you go into $10,000 worth of debt for reselling and you don't know why that's an issue and and honestly you shouldn't be doing business at all you should probably go figure out how to budget because that's that's ridiculous there's just way too many ways to make money out there to go into that significant amount of debt reselling trying to learn the game it's it's not that expensive of a game to start up you can start it up with relatively no money whatsoever and you know you just don't need to go into debt to resell so hopefully that helps you out hopefully that could be something that if you're wanting to start out can be a little bit of a light to you because I do want people to realize that they can start this with nothing and it really doesn't take that much to get yourself going just a lot more knowledge than actual cash flow that's really the biggest thing the more knowledge you have the more uh, kind of moves you can make and the more money you can make going through with this business so that being said I'm gonna wrap this thing up if you guys do get any value from this podcast whatsoever and you just want to go to the Apple podcast app on your iPhone or your iPad and just leave a five-star review on that that would mean the world to me that is really the only way that I reach more people with the podcast because that's what iTunes and Apple use to rate podcasts higher or lower that's the only thing that they really use for that and I do want to be able to help more people with this because I do think that more people need to learn how to resell especially right now when so many people are off their jobs so many people need to be able to make more money for their families so if you could just do that I would really really appreciate it but I'm gonna wrap this thing up so you guys have a good rest of your Sunday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace